Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I welcome you to the 5 a.m. prayer call. I pray you had a wonderful full day yesterday celebrating the 4th of July. You know, this nation, the United States of America, was founded upon godly principles. But as we know, it has turned. It has turned far from them forsaking God and putting other things above him. But we also know that God is a God of forgiveness. And it is um, offered to us through the death and the resurrection of the Son of God. Forgiveness comes. Forgiveness comes from our God. Hallelujah. And we know that blessings from God flow only because we pray and we intercede. So I say to you this morning, pray for our nation to return back to God's ways. We're not going to go back to the ways that we have done things. But we need to return back to God and seek his wisdom and his directions. And you know, we need to be sure. We need to be sure that we thank God for our freedom and responsibilities as citizens. You know, we need to pray. We need to pray for our leaders to govern with wisdom. Romans 13 and 1 tells us every person must submit to and support the authorities over us. For there can be no authority in the universe except by God's appointment. Pray that our leaders seek godly wisdom and knowledge so that they can lead righteously. Nothing happens without prayer. Nothing. So if we want to see things changed, if we want to see, you know, um, godly principles coming to the forefront again, we need to pray. Prayer is what moves the very hand of God. It will move the hand of God when he hears us. So again, I want to say this morning, welcome to all of you that have joined us on the call this morning. My name is Heather Dawson, and I am the facilitator for this morning. And we have Team Smalls also. Minister Sharon Smalls will be praying, led by the Holy Spirit this morning, with us in agreement. So good morning to you, Minister Sharon. How are you this morning? Good morning, and we're doing great. Thanks for asking. I pray you're doing well, too. I am, and it is good to hear your voice, Sharon. God bless you. And then we have Minister John Smalls, and he's going to bring the morning devotion. So good morning to you, Minister John. How are you? Good morning, Elder. I'm still well, and yourself? (laughs) I'm well, thank you. I was gone all this past week and um, had a great time, visited a place that I had never been before, and I saw American flags everywhere, just everywhere, lining every street and road. It was something to see. So I had a good week, so thank you. And I want to recognize Sister Kimma Kimma Joseph. She is the controller this morning. She's seen to it that everything uh, is up and running and that it runs smoothly during our time together. 
We also want to recognize um, our bishop this morning, Bishop Christopher Carl Smith and Pastor Adrian. You know, they are the shepherds of New Destiny, and we praise God for them. We praise God. They need the wisdom of God. They need his direction. They need his um, wisdom and, and insight as they lead the uh, new destiny. So pray for them continuously. Pray for them. Um, we're grateful that God has placed them over us. So, Father, as we come before you this morning, and as Minister John is has prepared and is coming, may he be totally yielded during this next few moments, Lord. May he allow Holy Spirit to have his way. May his tongue be as that of the pen of a ready writer to write upon our hearts this morning. And I pray that we hear what the Spirit is saying this morning. I pray this in Jesus' name. Minister John, we're ready for you, so please come. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Once again, it's a great honor to be here. And uh, so let's go ahead and get started uh, with the word. I've entitled this uh, lesson, and it's called, It Is Finished. It Is Finished. Now, let's start with the story, and maybe go back to Genesis And the first six days, here's what God did. God created, and by speaking, let there be light. Day two, he said, let there be atmosphere and firmament. Day three, dry land and plants. Day four, he said, let there be sun and the moon and the stars. Day five, birds and sea creatures. Day six, he said, let there be land animals according to their kinds. And along with that, here's what he said. Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the animals all over the world. And God looked and saw what he had done. It was perfect. And here's what he said. It's very good. It's very good. And he did that for all of mankind. That means you and me. He had us in mind. But we know what the rest of the story is. The rest of the story is that Satan came into the garden, caused turmoil, sin came in behind him. And mankind, mankind could not walk with God in the garden any longer. In the cool of the day, it was no more of that close relationship. But God had a plan. And the plan was 2 Corinthians 5.17 through 18. And it goes like this in the Amplified. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is, grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as a Savior, he is a new creature. 
That means he's reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual conditions, have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening, bringing a new life, but all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ, making us acceptable to him, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation so that by our example, we might bring others to him. That's a mouthful. So let's break it down and chunk five pieces so we can really digest it. So, if anyone... The word says, if anyone be in Christ. So here, the Father is saying, he's not closing the door to no one. He's saying, anyone, man, woman, boy, child, lady, whatever it may be, if anyone. Then the other caveat to that is, if you are in Christ. Anyone who accepts Jesus as their Lord and Savior is the anyone that he's talking about. If anyone is in Christ. What happens if you're in Christ, according to his word? He says, you now become a new creation. A new creation, not your flesh. You're going to get your hands, it's not a new. You're going to get your feet, it's not new too. No. Not your flesh, but your spirit man. Your spirit man is a new creation. The old, the old spirit is no longer there. It has been replaced. It has been replaced by a new creation. Reborn, rebirth, a new spirit. That new spirit is accompanied by the Holy Spirit. And this Holy Spirit, this is the amazing thing, this Holy Spirit is the same spirit that was in Christ. He didn't give us a second-hand spirit, a third-hand spirit. He gave us the same spirit that was inside of Christ. That same spirit resides in us who have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. All these things, all these things are from God. It's not because of our works, things that we've made possible. No, it is all possible because of Him, because of God. All possible because of him. Now, the good part, the reconciliation, how did he do it? What does that mean? Simplicity, reconciliation is bringing again into unity. Bringing again into unity, harmony, or agreement what has been alienated, what has been separated. It's bringing it back 
together to where it once was or even better. God himself wanted to reestablish the relationship that he had in the garden. I mean, that's the bottom line. Because when Satan came into the garden and did what he did, what happened was it was like he put a smell on mankind. He put an aroma on mankind that God could not stand the smell, even the look at it. So he had to say, you are dismissed from me. We can't walk together like we used to. We can't do the things that we used to do, tossing a ball to each other like we did in the garden. No, we can't. Because of that sin, I can't be associate, associated with you like I used to, like I want to, like I want to. When did God do his reconciliation? When did this happen for us? And immediately I thought that it was on the cross. And most of you may say, yeah, the reconciliation was done on the cross. And I beg to differ. I believe that the reconciliation happened in the beginning. Why? Because in Genesis, it says, I will make you, talking to Satan and the woman, enemies to each other. Place hostility, enmity between you and the woman. Your descendants, your seed, and her seed will be enemies. One of her descendants, look, look at this, Jesus will crush your head and you will bite and scrape it and bruise his heel. That's when it started. Yeah, the cross was a visual sign, a visual that we can see, but it started when God spoke it back in the garden, the reconciliation. He had already planned it. It had already started. And you know what God, when he spoke it, has already done, whether we see it or not. It is already done. When God announced his proclamation, it put all of heaven, it put all of hell, it put all of earth and mankind on alert that what he has spoken will come to pass. So, when Jesus announced on the cross, it is finished, listen, this wasn't the desperate cry of a helpless martyr. It wasn't an expression of satisfaction that his suffering was now over. It wasn't the last gasp of a worn-out life. Here, here, here's what it was. It was the declaration of a Redeemer that all that he came from heaven to earth to do was now done. It is finished. 
then finally in that passage, God gave us the ministry affiliation. So for those of us who may say, I don't know what my ministry is. I don't know what I'm called to do. God said here, you have a ministry of reconciliation. And what does that mean? For each one of us, for each one of us to be a witness for Christ, letting people know that Jesus is the way, that he is the truth, and that he is life. So, when it comes to reconciliation, we have a decision to make because God has already made a way in the beginning. And when he spoke it for him, it is done. Amen. Amen. Minister John, would you pray? Would you pray this morning, please? Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you've given us. This opportunity to not only hear your words, Father, but to to simply hear it in a simplistic way. In a way that is simple. That a way that is palatable for us to hear and understand that you had already made a way in the very beginning because you wanted to reestablish a relationship back with us. In the beginning, Father, there was a stench on us that you could not receive us the way that you wanted to. But you already had a plan. And when you spoke it, There was no heaven, there was no hell, there was no earth that was going to stop what you had spoken. So, Father, I thank you that you have given us this opportunity to be one with you, to be reconciled with you, to walk with you again in the cool of the evening. And for us to say to you, Hello, Father. And for you to say to us, Hello, son. Hello, daughter. Welcome home. Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. What a great word this morning. I pray that you heard what was spoken through Minister John. You know, when God created man and he said, it is very good. God said that about the creation of all of us. But then, of course, we know how Satan slipped in. And I like the way that Minister John put it that, you know, Satan put an aroma. He put an aroma on man that God could not tolerate. But the wonderful thing that we need to understand is that God, God had a plan. 
See, nothing, nothing takes God by surprise, and that didn't take God by surprise. He already had put in motion that which would set man free from the stench that Satan had put upon us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And you know, we are to be a witness for Christ. I'll just say this quickly. While I was away, I was in a Starbucks, and I'm not a Starbucks person, but I happened to be there. And a young man, 25 years old, came walking over to sit down at a table, and our eyes caught each other. And I smiled and said, hi. And he said, hi. The conversation was amazing. A young man searching, searching for the truth, searching to know God in his fullness. It was a marvelous time. Must have talked to him for probably 20 minutes. If we but look, if we will just be open to the leading of the Holy Spirit, it will lead you to someone who is searching. But I say to you, Minister John, thank you. You put that in such a wonderful way. And I pray that everyone heard what was being spoken. Praise God. Hallelujah. At this time, I want to turn to uh, Minister Sharon, and I'm going to ask her if she will come. And she's going to lead us in prayer. And may we all be in one accord with her as she prays. You can pray in the Spirit as she prays. And we're going to believe together for great things to happen. So, Minister Sharon, will you please come at this time? Thank you, Father, that you're a good God, that you hear and you answer our prayers, and we pray in faith. We received a prayer request from Ms. Jones regarding the loss of both parents, which passed 16 months apart. Father, according to your word, when our mother and father abandon us, you will take us up. We stand in the gap and believe you to replace the spirit of grief with the spirit of joy. May the joy of the Lord continue to be her strength. Peace be still. We received a prayer request from Catherine Drake regarding the impact on the family due to the passing of her sister, Mildred Scott, which occurred a few weeks ago. Father, we lift the needed family, children, and grandchildren of Mildred Scott to you. We come against discord and speak unity and peace. May they know their hope is ultimately in the Lord and not in man not in their mother or their family member that just passed. May they realize the Lord is their protector, provider, healer, lover of their souls. Jesus died for each one of them to live, and not only to live, but to live in victory. We pray the seed will be planted, watered, and God, you bless them with the increase. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bring both troubled, broken, and even whole marriages before the throne. We speak healing and sustainment so marriages may glorify you. May couples understand and apply the power of agreement, unity, and oneness, which will allow them to walk in victory. We pray and confess your word over the children. 
We confess they are delivered from corrupt companionship because corrupt companionship destroys good manners. By faith, we confess our children walk with wise men and they become wiser. We speak our children will honor their parents and even more so will honor your word, victory in the name of Jesus. Father, as a nation, according to your word, we are to humble ourselves, turn from our wicked ways and pray and then we'll hear from you. We cast down the spirit of hatred, pride, and discord. May we walk in humility and repentance and in communication with you to order our steps and heal our land in Jesus' name. And Father, worldwide, we lift up our local, state, national, and world leaders to you. We bring those in authority to the throne. If any of them don't know you, we pray that someone will cross their path or they will hear your word and accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Father, so not their will, but your will be done. Also, Father, we want to bring Bishop and Pastor A to the throne of grace. We thank you for their love and their leadership. May they continue to be led by your spirit. And, Father, we pray that goodness and mercy follows them all the days of their lives. And all this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Mr. Sharon, for praying that and for each and every request that was brought before us this morning that we have come in agreement. You know, Mark eleven twenty four tells us, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, Believe. That's the key word. Believe that you receive them and you will have them. This morning we stood in the gap for several, for several individuals and then also for marriages and for, um, you know, our children, for the, our nation and the nations of the world. There is so much. There is so much that we can pray about. And so that word in Mark eleven twenty four tells us, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Father, we have asked. We have asked this morning in agreement as Minister Sharon prayed. Therefore, we believe, we believe this morning that praise reports are going to follow. We're going to hear, we're going to hear miracles that have taken place. Hallelujah. It is an honor and it's a privilege, people, to pray, to stand in the gap for others. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I want to go back to Minister John and see if he has any further thoughts for us this morning. Um, That was such a great word. So, Minister John, do you have anything further for us? Yes, ma'am. In closing, um, here's uh, what I'd like to say, or should I say, here's what God is saying. If we look at um, Colossians 1.22, and I'm going to read it from the expanded. But now, but now God has made you, take that personal for each one of you, God has made you his friend again. He's reconciled you through Christ's death in his body, his physical body, the body of his flesh, so that Christ 
might bring you into God's presence as a people who are holy, with no wrong, that means without blemish, as were sacrificial animals, and with nothing, nothing of which God can judge you guilty. That means blameless, innocent, free of accusation. Because of what Christ did, he can now take your hand, this is my way of thinking, walk us in front of his Father, our Father, and say, Father, here is John. Father, here is Sharon. Father, here is who you are. You put your name there. And there is no rebellion. There is no stench. There is no smell other than the aroma of acceptance and reconciliation. So, when Jesus cried out, it is finished, he meant it was finished in the past, it is still finished in the present, and it will remain finished in the future. Jesus said, I successfully... I successfully completed the work I came to do. Now, each one of you who's in Christ, you are now wrapped in him. If you can only imagine this, you are wrapped in Christ. You are wrapped in him. Like a newborn inside of a, uh, uh, not a newborn, but a baby inside of a mother's womb. You are wrapped, surrounded even though they know that she is pregnant, she is around you. Her body is surrounding you. That's how Jesus is. You are inside of him. So that when your father is looking at Jesus, he is looking at you, reconciled. Amen. So now let each one of us, make it personal once again, each one of us, Let's be so happy, so glad that now we have the ability to walk with our Father in the cool of the day through the garden. He's been waiting on this. He's been waiting on you. Are you ready? Amen. 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 I love that. Wrap in Jesus you know the greatest miracle that has ever and even today that takes place is a soul that comes that comes to Christ that's the greatest miracle because as in the devotion Minister John said that you receive a new spirit I mean the transformation the the thing that takes place within an individual that surrenders themselves. A miracle takes place. And if you just think about it, that you're wrapped in Jesus, no longer that stench, that aroma is on you. 
And God sees you. He sees you through the eyes of Jesus. He sees you that way. He looks upon us. That's how he looks upon us is through Jesus. That we have been reconciled now back unto God. What a wonderful morning that we have had on the prayer call. But you know, we have to think about what is going on. What is happening around us. And that we have to build ourselves up in our most holy faith. In Second Timothy in chapter 3, I want to close with this. I just want you to understand. See, the word has already spoken about what is occurring. It says that you need to be aware that in the final days, the culture of society will become extremely fierce. Do we not see that? People will be self-centered lovers of themselves. They'll become obsessed with money. They'll boast of great things as they strut around in their arrogant pride and mock all that is right. They will ignore. They'll ignore even their own families. They'll be ungrateful. They'll be ungodly. They will become addicted to hateful and malicious slander. And see, God set us free, no longer slaves, but it says here, slaves to their desires. They will be ferocious, belligerent haters of what is good and what is right. They will act without restraint. They will be wrapped in clouds of their conceit. But we, as believers, we're wrapped in Jesus. They're going to find their delight in the pleasures of the world more than the pleasures of a loving God. They're going to pretend. You're going to have them come. You're going to see them. They're going to pretend to have a respect for God But in reality, they want nothing to do with God's power. And the Bible warns us, build away from people of these. For they're the ones who worm their way into the hearts. They're going to worm their way into hearts. They They are always learning, but never discover the revelation, knowledge of truth. It says, but the evil men and sorcerers such as the scripture Jemis and Jambers, if we read about them, that they will progress from bad to worse, deceived and deceiving as they lead people further from the truth. This is why we need to stay hidden in the word of God. This is why we must know the word. This is why we must spend time in God's presence. But then it says to us, yet you must continue to advance in strength with the truth wrapped, there's that word, wrapped around your heart, being assured by God that he's the one who has truly taught you all these things.
So, Father, we thank you. We thank you this day. We offer it up to you. We give you ourselves fully surrendered, fully knowing that we are hid in Christ, that there is no stench or aroma on us that Satan so cleverly did. We thank you that we have are free. And the word tells us that whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So we are free today, free to worship, free to dance, free to do, and lift up our voices to our God. And Father, we thank you, for you are a good God. You are a good God. And when you made man, you said, it is very good. We are your creation, created by you, and we worship you and give ourselves to you this day. Bless your people now as they go about the day, wherever they go. May angels attend unto them. May their day be a day where they feel the very presence of you with them, upon them, and let them be free to speak and to share the gospel. Might be in a Starbucks. You never know, but it is always your plan for someone to hear the gospel the truth of the gospel. So, Father, in the next few minutes that we spend together, we're going to pray in the Spirit and we're just going to release out of ourselves that which the Spirit has in us. I pray in Jesus' name. Be blessed, people. Open the lines, please. 